The Incredible Hulk will not be presented this evening. That's it, I'm turning back. That's the spirit, you'll be celebrating life day before you know it. The At the Devil's Ball Holiday Special. Starring music that doesn't want to cooperate. And Samuel Numine. And Nathaniel Johnson. With special guests Terry Witherspoon, Stephen King, and Paul Stedman as Art Carney. And now your host, Samuel Numine. Hey guys, how's it going? Good. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of The Devil's Ball. I don't know where to go with this now that we have this yeah. big opening. Uh, <laughs> it's a little more bombastic than I'm used to. I'm just upset that we don't get to see The Incredible Hulk tonight. Right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It was going to be a repeat anyways, you know. So Somebody still may tear their shirt off, though. Yeah, you know, that's, that's always a risk we run with. With this, yes. <laughs> yeah. So who is everybody, Sam? Oh, so uh, who is everybody? Yeah. <laughs> you are Samuel Numenay. I am Samuel Numenay, and with me as always is my co-host and founder of the feast, Nathaniel Johnson. How you doing tonight, man? Uh, I'm doing good. The uh, announcing thing took a lot out of me, though, so I'm a little, It'll uh, happen. A little tired. Yeah. And then it we have downhill from here now. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, um, it was always downhill. Um, who? And we, we have, have special guests. Yep. Yes, a special guests from. Uh, Strange Highways, we have uh, Paul Stedman and Terry Witherspoon, and from uh, Invasion of the Podcast, we have Paul Stedman and Stephen King. So yep. how, many, how many Paul Stedmans do we have on the show today? Uh, not enough. Not enough? Not enough. That's, that's usually um, the case. And it looks like uh, Steve's being run down by the Empire right now, so he's having some issues. He'll be right, right. back. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm still here. I don't know what oh. that means. But no. <laughs> oh, I, didn't see your, I didn't see your video. I'm sorry. I saw your I'm here. Sorry. you had to update. I'm, I was trying to I was trying to vamp for you. All right. I think All he's right. trying to kill my signal. He's like, Steve couldn't make it tonight, guys. <laughs> yeah. like, Steve died on his way back to his yeah. home planet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I can't. Um, I can't have this much sexiness going on in, right. in one yeah, episode. Yeah, Steve so. is, it, is, it is a lot, I have to admit. Steve so. suddenly becomes Henry Cavill in the uh, right. DCEU canon. Oh. Yeah. See, there we go. I had just to make my, my Zoom window bigger so I could see all the man meat. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Not just some of the man meat. So there we it's go. A, it's a life day sausage party. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's what we're doing, right? The uh, Yeah, we're doing the... Yeah. Star Wars holiday special. The yeah, holiday. and I just got to start off by asking you guys, how dare you? That's what I have to, to start <laughs> how off. How dare you? I actually, I don't want to jump in because this is your guys' show, but I do have a question for you. Oh, I sure. Think I'm, I'm the oldest one here. Did any of you actually get to watch it when it, it first aired? No, I'd never heard yeah. of it. I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't born yet, yeah. I was like a year and a half, year, year old. So, you know, I might have watched it, but I don't know. Don't, don't remember it. Okay, I was one of the few people who was actually alive, and uh, uh, I was four at the time uh, mm. when this aired, and I have very vivid memories of it until somewhere in the 90s that I actually found it on a bootleg. Like, 
So <laughs> like the kind of memories that like you wake up screaming in the middle of the night kind of memories. <laughs> or, uh... It it was it was the type of memories where you're like, did I was that real? Was that really a right. thing? But like Starlog 19, if you guys have ever seen the cover to Starlog 19, which is a mm-hmm. magazine which I don't know, it's probably 20 years out of date at this point since their last issue, but right. it had B. Arthur with the entire Cantina band on the cover of it. So I knew it was a real thing. Right. But it was one of those things where it was like it was never seen again until, you know, like I said, I picked up a convention copy in like 93, 94, I think. Yeah. Right. Uh, and uh it was 20 bucks I spent on it to get it on a VHS bootleg. Yeah. Uh so uh, in for the early 90s time, money that's that's pretty expensive yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for a very long time it was just sort of this thing of like i know it was real but what happened to it so right and that's what george lucas wanted you to think exactly yeah. yeah 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 he does not want to be involved with this um and he uh, supposedly famously ordered like every copy he could possibly find destroyed right. and we know that george lucas hates money so you know he if he certainly yeah. wouldn't yeah. want to make money on on this no that's how strongly he felt. Yeah, about. yeah, and we'll talk about what we'll talk about his little bit of involvement, but it's not, which is mostly not at all. But, but yeah, right. Um, I was gonna do a bit with the, uh, but mm-hmm. uh, with for, with the vitals, but I, I uh, as I mentioned to Sam before we started to record, I have mm-hmm. taken uh, a little candy, adult candy, mm-hmm. um, which is only the second time I've ever done so, and I am a little spacey. So wait, so you said adult candy like somebody in a van gave it to you? You're like, yes. I, I just got this adult candy. I did, I did get, I did get it out of a van. Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, it's uh, but no, it's making me very, very feel very mellow, but very scattered. So I'm giving everybody the heads up on that. So, so you said I, this is the second time you've taken it. The, the first time you took it, did you watch? Did you watch what we're about to cover? Because I feel like that's the only way to really kind of like digest. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, um, no, I watched it, uh, uh, I only watched the Rift Tracks version, uh, they, they make fun of it, um, on their site, rifttracks.com, and so it's a, if you're gonna go look it up, which I recommend, because it's really, really good, but, um, just be warned that, like, at that time, Rift Tracks was a slightly different animal, and, um, they make a couple of, like, gay jokes that wouldn't fly Mm -hmm. now, um, but uh, as they did, Rift Tracks was actually, uh, if you go back and watch some old stuff, you'll hear some pretty cringy stuff they mentioned, especially if you do the Matrix ones. Oh, boy. Right. Um, very, very uh, cancelable. But they've apologized for it. But uh, real quick, I will just do the Has I mean, George Lucas apologized for the Star Wars special, though? Because I feel like yeah. if there's going to be apologies all around. I think there needs to be some out there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, real quick, um, I'm uh, this was directed by Steve Binder and uh, David Okumba, who was uh, Okumba. Yeah, okay. Uh, it was uncredited, but it was uh, an additional director written by uh, Bruce Valanche, who uh, you may have heard of, Rod Warren, Pat Proft, Leonard Rips, Mitzi Welsh, and um, a little guy we never heard of from again, George Lucas, uh, is credited with creation of characters. Uh, and then we have Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, James Earl Jones, and David Prowse, uh, who is not credited in the actual show, but because uh, I think they actually use stock footage of him. Uh, and then, oh, and then we have the rest of the carol burnett show on here right right yes 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 sorry uh sorry i got a notification on my computer to throw me off for a second sorry um yes we have special appearances by b arthur art carney uh diane carroll uh 
the Jefferson Starship, Harvey Corman, uh, and then we have uh, Paul Gale, Patty Maloney, and Jack Rader as uh, the nope. Jack Rader is the Imperial Guard officer. Mickey Morton, Paul Gale, and Patty Maloney are Mala, Itchy, and Lumpy, the insane, like asylum escapees that are Chewbacca's family. I was pretty sure growing up when I was a teenager that being called Mala Itchy or Lumpy was like signs of VD. You had to go get checked out. Right. Um, that was like, they always made you watch out for like, oh man, are you Lumpy and Itchy? You probably got Mala. You need to go to the doctor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Get some penicillin. You'll feel it fine. Yeah. No. And that's where this thing kind of is. It's the frame story of this whole thing is that Chewbacca's family are hoping that are waiting for Chewbacca to get home from life day, even though that's a much more interesting story. Right. Um, but um they're waiting for Chewbacca to come home. Apparently, he has a wife and kid uh, waiting for him on uh, the planet, which they call in this show Kashuk, or is it Kashuk? I have it in my notes as Kazook because I wanted to mention yes. that. Yeah, yeah, it is Kazook, where Chewbacca is canonically from. Where? Does anybody know? Kashik. Yeah, Kashik. Mm. Yep. Nerd. Does anyone know? Look at the room. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nerds. Um, Fell into the trap. You did. You you laid the bait of like oh, I don't know that, and then I immediately answered. And you're like, oh, that's why I don't get invited to parties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember exactly where Chewbacca was from. No, uh, I know that South Park ended up saying he was like from Endor, which was not correct <laughs> either. But um, bookies come from Endor. Endor doesn't make any make any sense. So therefore, but no. Um, where do we start breaking this thing down? What do you guys, uh, Steve, uh, Sam? What do you? Uh, where do we start with this? So oh. I think it's in. Yeah, I apologize, Sam. Okay. I just I just stepped all over it. It's your right. show, nope. and I come in like a bull, uh, like the <laughs> China shop. No, I think one of the things to keep in member to keep in mind, I guess, uh, with this is is that uh, you know Star Wars is a year old at this point, and the the show served two purposes. Lucas is trying to get out from underneath the studio system and he wants to make the empire strikes back independently he doesn't want to have to take money from fox to do it he doesn't want to take notes but also uh he wants to keep star wars alive in the consciousness out there so this idea of doing a special comes into play and i think you know everything that i read uh seems to talk about it like well it was lucas's idea to do the wookies and i i absolutely believe that i am absolutely sure I don't think that he saw the road that this was going to go down. I don't no, think he no. realized what he had put the, his characters and whole, I guess, uh, you know, saga that he was now trying to make yeah. into the hands of people who did not understand. Um, right. So I, just I think wanted... that it's just Star Wars pretty well, Steve. I think everything in this is pretty much that's canon Star Wars, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the equivalent of uh, Jackson, the rabbit who pops up in like Star Wars number seven or eight, the comics where, you know, they let Marvel start doing a week or a monthly comic on it after the adaptation of the first movie ends. And then somebody has to kind of like step in and be like, we probably need to have a little bit of oversight here because we don't want a giant rabbit, you know, right. uh, who's, who talks like Bugs Bunny running around in this world. So these this is so early days that that's. It's also kind of the beauty of why it's such a train wreck, because it's like somebody who is such a control freak, not paying attention and everything goes wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's interesting because I've looked up the people that were involved in this and um, 
they were big deals. These people, mm-hmm. um, uh, the the directors, Steve uh, Steve Binder is uh, known for you know he would produce and direct the Emmys every year. Uh, you know he's this is a big deal, <laughs> um, and yet uh, it, what we have is this weird mess. Uh, I actually found myself when I was just watching it just now. It was like the it's too bad you know that trope in movies where like you know uh, there inf- there's like a code that you need to un- unpack from a larger hole and like ink spills on a piece of paper and you see this like all of them are witches or whatever you know that trope right i was like if only that had happened with this script where it was just like chewbacca needs to get home from life day an animated star wars short with boba fett and right everything else got wiped out they were like oh shit i don't remember what we wrote down let's just do those two ideas that actually would have really worked like it's uh it, it the animated special is are is from what I've seen is the only thing anybody likes about this thing, right? Um, and uh, and of course it introduces Boba Fett, who uh, is we'll we'll get to him, but I don't I don't understand <laughs> Boba Fett, but um, and that's probably fighting words in this chat. I don't know, but uh, I don't get Boba Fett. But uh, if they had just done that, uh, you know, there's this animated special about Chewbacca having to get home, and he runs afoul of a bounty hunter. Uh, and it was an animated 30 minutes, people would probably right. have gone ape shit for it. And it would have actually done better to sell toys than I think this did. Um, but um, even though I, I don't know about the animated part either, but people, I, I guess that's the thing that they tend to like. So it's, it's weird. I don't know. They could have had a bet. They actually could have had a good special, I think. But I think that at the time, you know, uh, what, there's a fad going on, which is the uh, variety show, right. like our, our favorite uh, Halloween special, the Paul Lind Halloween, Halloween special. Show. Yeah, which right. is a variety show. Well, and, so and I, the variety show in general was something that had strength through like the 50s and 60s and was dying in the 70s, right? right. Oh, yeah. kind of an old Yeah, this was like kind of the end of it. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, no, we've went too far. Right. So like this was the accepted form of like entertainment in terms of like, oh, we're going to watch. It's basically a Star Wars variety show. This will be fun. Yeah. You know, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? What could, yeah. what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I'd also say, too, that, uh, you know, there are certainly other variety shows that are going on at this time. Carrie Fisher makes an appearance uh, hosting Saturday Night Live, which I don't mm-hmm. know if you technically consider that a variety show in the same vein, but it it technically is. Yeah. Uh, in my it's opinion, are there. Uh, you had Donnie and Marie, um, yep. which yep. Uh, I, I don't think Harrison Ford appears on, but I feel like both Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill pop up on. And then two years after this, uh, which... If I'm going to make a recommendation here, if you're going to make a choice between this and the episode of the Muppets, oh, Mark Hamill not. shows up, go for the Muppets because Mark Hamill not only plays himself, but also Luke Skywalker. It's a delight. Mm-hmm. So right. um, it wasn't uncommon at this time. It's just it's unfortunate that this is so bad. Is right. yeah. the other part of it. Yeah, no, it's it's really bad, although I do feel like a little bit of it. Uh, it's not as bad as I think I would have expected it to be. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. um, you know, because as Steve mentioned, you know, for decades, the only way you heard about this was through somebody else. Like somebody else was like, oh, yeah, Star Wars holiday special. You didn't get to see it very often. Um, and I didn't see it until Rift Tracks did it. I'd right. never even seen it. Uh, I think I did have one friend who used to show up to the holiday parties with a copy um, and would threaten to show it, but nobody would let him. 
um, <laughs> because anybody who had seen it didn't want to watch it again. Right. Um, so I'm wondering about how much of it is that legend, like that everybody heard, like, wow, there's this infamously bad holiday special that it could have actually, that it's actually, I don't think it's that bad, but I think that it's, you're, you're expecting it to be that bad. So I don't know. Right. It sounds like the ring of holiday specials where it's yeah. like, don't put that, do not. Yeah, I'll have to yeah. show it to seven people so it won't revisit me. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to make seven copies now. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's I think so- it's. I think it's that bad. I think yeah. it's that bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay. I, I enjoy it. Um, it's it's a lot of fun for me because I hate myself and want to die, but uh, <laughs> no, because it's just so bad. It's fun, but I, I think it's pretty fucking terrible. Okay. Everybody else's agreement in agreement with that. Well, so I will say, and I I, I will butt out because I know I keep talking because that's what I do. Uh, no. Is that a here. couple years ago I pitched to Steve on Invasion. I was like, "Hey, we should do the Star Wars holiday special." He's like, "If you want to," and I was <laughs> like, "I was like, how like how bad could it be, right?" And then we had another another friend on the show at the time who's another big Star Wars guy. Um, that like, I was like, let's just do it. And then I, I was watching it. It was kind of a lot of those things. Like, um, it's kind of like almost like. Um, uh, in the movie Sinister, whenever you see uh, what's his face, um, uh, Ethan watching um, watching the films the first time and seeing right. like the the like the horrors that are going on, and you're like, oh, what did I do to the people and the loved ones around me with this? Right. And we had that discussion, and it was fine. And then when you're like, we should do the Star Wars holiday special, I'm like, I thought I put that behind me. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know what fresh hell I was visiting upon uh, Steve and my other buddy. Right. And but Steve, you you know this is something that you sought out. You've told me that it's not. I don't know if you have an affinity for it, but I mean, growing up, like there wasn't much Star Wars content, right? So you got it yeah. where you could get it. So I know you you specifically searched this out. Yeah, yeah, I I did, and uh, you know we would watch it uh, in college. Uh, honestly, though, the thing that we would do is, is we would watch just the parts with Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and uh, Harrison Ford. And our and then the, the animated cheating. spot. You were cheating. <laughs> yeah, we were, I was, we were definitely cheating. Uh, and then uh, what was great was, is my VHS copy came with like, and I, I feel like it, it wasn't in the version that we watched, but there was mm-hmm. a Kenner commercial. It was like a minute long Kenner commercial where C-3PO and R2-D2 walk you through like the Kenner line. Uh, That was on my VHS copy, um, but it wasn't here. And then they also included like a bunch of the trailers. And this was the days where like you couldn't just go on YouTube and watch trailers. So like that was the thing that I really glommed onto was sort of, you know, the nostalgia of it. This is pre-special edition. So outside of Dark Horse comics, you're not really getting much of a Star Wars fix. No. Or the novels, you know, I guess, too. Yeah. The novels were were starting to pick up because I think the Thrawn trilogy had probably already completed at that point. I think Dark Horse had done the first or second Dark Empire. So right. it was starting to gain steam again uh, when it comes back into my life. After it's validated and I find out that it wasn't just a dream uh, <laughs> that it actually existed. Right. Yeah. Like if you would have told somebody like, hey, I had a dream last night that there was like the worst like Cirque du Soleil shit going on with a hairy, lumpy thing watching and kind of smiling with some dead eyes. And like also there was a starship, a band called a starship playing and mm-hmm. and Harrison Ford didn't want to be there. Like, yeah, people, like this is you've had the dumbest dream imaginable. But like, right. yeah, it was pretty bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Sorry, I, I know you're taking you were you're taking some liquid and pouring it into the top of your head there, so you weren't available to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, no, totally. No, and I, I mean, also I, I apologize. I just no, cut you off on your no, own show again. Uh, that's what I'm here to do. Apparently, uh, no, you, I just literally what you guys are here to do. Yeah, yeah. I uh, <laughs> we haven't heard anything from Terry, and I'm just yeah. curious to know what Terry's first exposure to this was. Nope, well, that's a good question. The, yeah. the very first exposure uh, was uh, going over to Paul's house and he invited us over for game night or something. I can't remember what it was. It might have been just like his own little holo, holo, holiday like get together. Did he and offer you adult in, candy? It, it, well, <laughs> he should have because then I was going to be able to accept what I was watching on the TV a little yeah. bit easier. But... Um, my idea of adult candy is just Werther's Originals and that ribbon candy. They get stuck in a bowl <laughs> and just like a lump of it. Right. Yeah. Sorry. But not not even knowing what the hell I was watching, I was just like I would just keep on looking over at the screen because you know being preoccupied by other conversations and that I'm just like, what? Finally, I was like, what is this? What are we watching? <laughs> like he's like, you've never seen this before. I was like, apparently not, because I have no idea what the hell this is, and it's kind of scary. And yeah. <laughs> and that's what I found out. It was it was this. It was the holiday special, and um. I I finally watched it in its entirety over this weekend, and it is it is it is something, it is something yeah. else, man. <laughs> this is your first time. Yeah, it's like it's like a fever dream, seriously. Mm-hmm. Like just watching this, like especially like certain sequences. Like I, I will probably break into some of those and maybe yeah. say what our fa- right. our favorites were in that. But like there oh, are absolutely. definitely some sequences favorites? here that it's like, what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> like who was taking acid that day? Or right. in some cases, what I've been reading through the notes here is somebody was on cocaine. Oh yeah. Whole lot somebody, yeah. somebody <laughs> was on a lot of cocaine. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. what, at, at that point, she would have probably been mostly made up of cocaine yep. at this point. But uh, it seems like every time all of us are together, we're talking about cocaine in some reason. <laughs> yeah. We're, like the last time we did this was, Oh no, all, were all three of you there for maximum overdrive? No, Terry was no. I was not able to make it, unfortunately. Yep. He uh, was currently buying speaking cocaine. Of cocaine yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was in the middle of a deal. Uh yeah. No. He um, was in Miami. He was like, listen, I'm looking for two things, adult candy and cocaine. So if you right. can get me uh, adult and, candy and, and that, adult nose candy. And that holiday special, if you got it, man. Okay. <laughs> special, the guy's gonna be like, Listen, I can sell you as much drugs as I want, but uh, I'm gonna get arrested if I pass this shit off to you. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, or yeah. somebody's coming with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But Steve, you bought this as a bootleg at a comic convention, right? I think that's what you told me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, I I've lived with it for well, obviously I lived with it just because I'm older than all of you, but like I lived right. with it for a very flex. long time. Flex, yeah. Look at, <laughs> look at that old age flex. Yeah. Yep. Oh, look at me! I've been alive longer. Yeah, I think yeah. the last time anybody flexed about their age and it was cool is like being 16. So yeah, right. uh, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, oh, no, it's when you're able to legally buy alcohol and you no, tell all no, your When you're 25 and you can rent a car, you're like, listen, everybody, I can rent a car now. <laughs> yeah. 35, yeah. I can run for president. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. And now we keep, like, here in Ohio, we're looking for, like, what was it, the Buckeye card? And then we could go to the movies for cheaper. That's what right. we're looking That's for. That's the, the new flex. Yeah. yeah. AARP card comes in. Ah, flex. <laughs> yeah it's not funny because i am starting to get some of that advertising i'm like hey i'm yeah. not there yet you're yeah, like but right, i do yeah. like a deal and but i do like eating man. dinner at 12 in the afternoon so. <laughs> yeah. no i get them too now yeah 
I get emails that are like, you know, that are AARP. Yeah. Right. It's, it's crazy. I'm like, I'm only 41 guys, but they're like, no, yeah. we'll, we'll take you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but so, okay. So Terry, this was your first time watching it. And then like all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. it's, and it's entirety. When I say that with a little bit of a, uh, uh, asterisk next to that because mm-hmm. I I fast forward through some of this stuff because I was like, there is just no way, there's no way. Like I'm sorry, so you didn't watch the entire stir whip stir whip 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 stir? <sighs> Hell no! <laughs> Hell, you didn't see the magical no. secret sixth and seventh arm that showed up there? Yeah. No, yeah. Oh, right. No. no, like like I definitely fast forward through that, but like the Carrie Fisher song, like I'm right. I'm sorry, dude. Like that was like a no for me. it's a bad song for sure well i was hoping we were all gonna sing it at the end of this yeah i mean that's what that's what um that's what the thing told me to do was cut that and then i have lyrics for everybody at the end yeah (laughs) right no we all have red red robes that we also have to um, Uh, hold the ball aloft yeah i knew it was gonna come post masks yeah yeah right (laughs) (laughs) so um i guess that's a question i want to put to you guys just um is that and this is a bigger question, so forgive me. I don't want to take this too far off the tracks because um, I know we talked about Steve's familiarity with the special, and I know this was Terry's first time fast-forwarding through it. Yeah. Um, so, like, where where is your Star Wars fandom, like, a lot? Because I know Terry was, like, excited to talk about this. I know he and I don't really talk Star Wars. Steve and I, that's all we do is Star Wars, and then we, ro- we rotate. It's Star Wars, and then you rotate either a Spider-Man or a Batman, and that's pretty much yeah. most of our conversations. Some kind of mans, and then Star Wars. So where's everybody else at with their their Star Wars love or appreciation? Um, you know, my mine's just kind of general. It's not like, you know, we don't I don't talk about it a whole lot, like, you know, because it, it it's hurt like, me before. Like politics, you're like, listen, yeah. talk about politics or Star Wars at the <laughs> right. Right. Star Wars you know, sooner like club. Yeah. <laughs> so, sooner or later somebody's gonna get mad about a jar jar, you know. And yeah. just, mm-hmm. no, um, I used to be like really, really like into into star wars like in, in, in the 90s like when uh steve was saying all those books were coming out and you know um dark horse comics and, and all the novels were coming out i was i was really into it then but uh just kind of gets pushed further into the back burner the more bad star wars stuff i watch so <laughs> right yeah same here i mean like i uh i like the movies um and then that was like kind of it i had a friend who tried to get me into the extended universe stuff when i was like 1920 um and he would but i just couldn't i couldn't make it a few pages into uh into that book so i was sort of like okay i guess it's great but um so the but i i know that any much like like you know the a lot of other fandoms like ones involving uh Snyder um they it's after a while on the online the I feel like the toxicity of a whole large part of the Star Wars fandom right kind of drove me a little bit further away from it um and that to the point now I think like your benchmark of whether or not someone is a decent person is like did they like the last Jedi or not um you know uh because if someone says boy I hate that movie it's you never for a good reason uh so yeah i mean so yeah i i was never really that into it um i really liked uh, i used to watch the the original trilogy i still have the vhs copies um of the theatrical version and uh i used to watch those as a kid all the time 
And I do think a lot of, I think a lot about Star Wars because I watch the riff tracks of them, but, mm-hmm. uh, and I've, I've gone through the prequel trilogy so many times uh, with riff tracks that I've like, I've spent way too much time thinking about how to fix those um, and make it work. But, um, but yeah, so I've never gotten to the extended universe stuff or anything like that right. is, but I, 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 I like the movies. I got, I got burned by Obi-Wan though. So I haven't watched any other, other new shows. So mm-hmm. I didn't like Obi-Wan. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm also very relaxed. Um, well, you mean, cause you know, it's the, it's, it's the, it's yeah. the adult candy. I know. Um, yes. yeah, uh, so, so Terry, where's your star Wars? Where are you at with star Wars? Well, I have a phantom menace back piece. It's great. Um, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I have seen your Jar Jar tramp stamp that you have. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh God. No, I see. I, it, I feel like uh, it's when you talk to most fans, uh, it's usually based on their childhood and their exposure to it. Um, when I was growing up, I was born in 83. Uh, my uncle was older than me and I lived, we lived together. And most of the things that I would enjoy or to this day still enjoy is in cinema is something that he exposed me to. And, you know, a lot of horror, a lot of slasher films, all that stuff. But the other thing was Star Wars. And yep. so I watched it like from a very, very young age. And it was it was those films that like made me really want to go to the theater. You know, that was like right. this is this is something like this is a spectacle that I need to like witness on a on a big screen. So when they re-released the the original films uh at the theater, I I made my trek to the theater on foot to make sure that I had seen them too. Mm-hmm. Like so it was really important for me, especially knowing essentially it was such a, a large part of my childhood and how much I love science fiction and horror and stuff like, you know, cause there is some really horrific things within the star Wars world as well. Yeah. Um, it just all came to this big mashing of like me loving cinema. And that was just another part of it. So yeah. So from a young age, I've really enjoyed them. And I don't want to say that I'm like a mega fan because that would be the, the ultimate flex that like somebody would be talking to Bob like, Oh, I'm a big fan. They'd be like, have you ever read the books and yeah. like <laughs> right are, have you ever played knights of the old republic and like, i no i haven't yeah, i'm sorry right. yeah. i don't i don't appreciate you making my voice when you say that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like when i played super star wars and i played right. super empire strikes back like i played those yeah yeah nice. they were badass <laughs> they were awesome they were really fun those were the platform scrollers right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no i i did enjoy those games yeah i remember the cool you could do the cool flippy thing with luke <laughs> and the, uh, I, the lightsaber it would do more damage or something yeah i want to say that uh somebody here uh on this podcast helped me out by upgrading my retro super nintendo with a bunch right. of games and all those super star wars games around those those games are fucking hard yeah like, they really yes, are. They are way harder than they needed to be i was like this is i don't know if this is worth my time i'm just getting angry yeah, yeah. So if yeah. you ever if you ever actually make it to darth vader yeah that shit is hard <laughs> yeah well it's called super star wars you know it is, yeah you know like yeah well super steve wasn't playing it so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's the kind of game that's made for like rentals where like they they just made it so hard that like you're gonna have to play it all weekend to get to the second level yeah, that's know? that's the replayability back then where it's right. like here's this one game that you like you, it's your birthday so you got one game until christmas or whatever right and like good luck because we're like there's nothing else coming yeah yeah but yeah. I like that Steve became very much a Sith playing those Super Star Wars <laughs> games and got very angry and gave into his anger. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I gave up on all three. So there you go. <laughs> I remember. I remember getting to getting to Vader. I think in Empire, but um, uh, and then, but I don't remember ever beating the game. So I think I'm I'm with Terry on that. I feel like yeah, as soon as you run into Darth Vader, if you get there, it was yeah. really hard to do though. Yeah, I remember like it took I'd, a long time. But... I'd found codes to like how where they could do a, like level select. So I got to see all the levels, at least the first few frames of them before dying. <laughs> I, just, I feel like if you couldn't get past, uh, you know, um, uh, Mike Tyson, then I think Vader was the worst to deal with. Right. Here. No, um, uh, no, but Steve, like we, I'm sure you, you and I have talked at length about Star Wars stuff, but like, and you said you were old enough to remember this coming on. Um, I'll have you know, I was a month old at the time. Um, I'm not. Right. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure. I'm sure my parents are like, yeah, like holding me up to the TV to let the radiation wash over me. Like, you know, what's going to yeah, happen? Yeah. That's, well, they yeah. knew you were impressionable at a very right. young age, and they're like, yeah. no, don't show him that. They yeah. were hoping your first words were going to be in Wookie. You know. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you know, we gotta, we gotta get him in this, this style of comedy. He's never gonna be the same again. Yeah. I, I know. Uh, but the, yeah, Steve. Like, I, I don't know if I ever asked you, like, what was the like the first thing other than I mean, obviously there was the movie right but like where was it with you in star wars you mean my introduction yeah i mean i mean i i say that to you seeing you on camera with um eight thousand star wars figures behind you so yes where right yeah <laughs> so uh I, i've gone back and forth on this because i realized that uh in may 1977 when star wars comes out I'm not even three yet. I don't turn three until that October. Right. But I've seen it in theaters before this special. So somewhere between three and four is my first exposure. However, these memories also get foggy because I remember talking to my brother about it. And I was like, I think I saw this at the Ohio theater, which was a theater that was in the hometown of Sandusky that I grew up in. And my brother's like, yeah, you didn't see it there. And I'm like, why? He's like, uh, it was an adult theater. I'm like, oh. Well, that <laughs> that makes sense. Well, they, serve, they serve adult candy there. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, Empire, I remember seeing opening weekend. Like, mm -hmm. my sister took me, and I, I, God, I remember the day I went to Hills, for those of you old people. And I don't mean to turn this into nostalgia radio, because I, you know, I think that that's, there's too much of that anyway. But It's like, bound to happen with Star Wars, you know, though, yeah. I went to Hills with my sister and I remember I got like crayons and I think the record book even uh, might've been out at that point. The little like comes with like a 45 and when R2-D2 right. beeps, you know, turn the page. Turn the page that right. um, and I think I got like crayons and construction paper. It was like a one of the greatest days that I remember of being a kid. It was all yeah. downhill from there is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we all peak at three really. And then it's right. just life um, becomes... But gain full it, sentience and life <laughs> no longer uh, no longer feels that good anymore. Yeah. If this helps you guys, my wife and I got married in a movie theater um, nice. and we got married and I made sure to mention that the theater that we got married in was the one that I first saw Return of the Jedi in in 1983. Oh. So like uh, it, it's been a big theater. part of me. When we walked... <laughs> <laughs> that too. Um, yep. But you know our because we didn't want to do traditional wedding music either so when we were leaving because we actually got married on a stage mm -hmm. we were leaving like at the end of the ceremony the song that plays is the throne room ceremony from the end of star wars so right. uh like i made sure that it was point and present uh for mm -hmm. that so star wars has always been a big part of my life um but it is certainly part of 
not only my formative, you know, years, but also it's something that has just been incredibly important to me that sometimes I'm like, why is this so goddamn important to me? You know, I'm not, I'm not somebody who's taking to the internet and like, you know, I'm not a crazed fan by any means, but like it is, I mean, I'm 48 and it's one of the things that I have that that I honestly think make up my DNA. Like if you were to try to break me down as a person, a big chunk of it is star Wars. If that answers the question. Well, I checked. um, That's the wrong answer. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) To the rancor pit. Yes. Uh, Yes. No, no. Um, I like I'll I'll um I'll answer my own question since I was the the you know the asshole that brought it up. I can't. I, I remember seeing Jedi in the theater. Um, like for whatever reason, my dad took me, and I remember you know like loud and you know whatever. Like the memories you have as a kid, right? And so I remember did that. Um, and I just every Christmas there were Star Wars toys because they were really like cheap to buy and everybody can get mm-hmm. them all. And like, they're the same size as GI Joe guys. So you can have a lot of fun fights and other shit going on. And like, it was like, it was always a star Wars is around. So it wasn't like, it isn't that I was like a super fan, but it's just, it was, it's just a part of life. You know, yeah. that's how, and I know that was by design by Lucas to get as much out there and just be, it becomes DNA. Right. So, right. Yeah. so then whenever, like you mentioned, um, whenever they did like the special releases, like the re-releases in the theaters, I'm like, well, this is important. I need to go see this. And I think it was for Empire, the re-release. I lost my wall in the theater. So I remember that night really well because yeah. I, like, I, I left and I'm like, where'd my wallet go? I, I guess the Empire took it. I don't know. But um, <laughs> right. so like, and then whenever the prequels came out, I'm like, well, you know, this might be the only other Star Wars we get. So I should probably at least give it a chance because yeah, right. I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't think about anymore is how much content gets turned out that there would be like these like islands of like, you know, like these movies we would cling to and right. star Wars, I think grew and um, just sheer magnitude because there wasn't much there. And so you had this to kind of like, there was like, Oh, this is the middle of this, tr- like the middle part of a trilogy. What happened before? What's going to happen next? Now we have all those answers. And then, yeah. you know, people aren't happy with either way, looking forwards right. or backwards. Right. Yeah. But there, that was so much of that, you know, like, you only had so much star Wars. You didn't, you know, there wasn't the next thing. And I think that's where it kind of became like this big shadow. And also the toys helped too, because you can make up as many stories as you wanted anyway. Right. Right. So I think that was yeah. for me, was like, I, I would say I'm a casual star Wars guy. Um, I've not read the books, not read the comics. I've watched all of the Disney plus stuff, you know, like that's, I mean, like um, if people haven't checked out Andor, like you're sleeping on something that's awesome. Andor is amazing. And I might reignite uh, your love of like, if you want more of a grown up candy version of Star Wars, <laughs> chew on. Yeah, um, I'm going to interrupt you here real quick because I know that Nathaniel said that he gave up after Obi-Wan. Um, if you're going to dip your toes back in the water without revisiting either Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett, go straight to Andor. Yeah, mm-hmm. it has no right being as good as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I never watched. Yeah, I never. I actually never did get watch the Mandalorian or uh, Boba Fett because well, Boba Fett. I didn't want to because I'm actually not interested in that guy. But um, right. are, are you upset because the cartoon shows him with three fingers and a thumb, and in the live action he has four fingers and a thumb? Yeah, and it's it's, it's kind of hard to get over. You felt like you know what? The, I just this this has ruined it for me. Yep. I didn't, didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, I texted Steve. What was it like two nights ago? And I'm almost like my like the cannons ruined now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, that was um actually that was in the joke of like the Deadpool versus Boba Fett uh uh epic rap battle of history, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, it's that um his cannon was fucked up. Being like, you let a Kiwi hold your gun and you fucked up your cannon. <laughs> like, um, it's uh yeah, when you were talking about how like Boba Fett somehow somehow Boba Fett became like the coolest thing ever. And I remember not getting yeah. it because I saw Return of the Jedi in theaters too. I was two and a half years old, three years old. But um, I uh, I was a fan of Star Wars and I'd seen them many times. My grandmother had the trilogy on tape and I would watch them all the time. Uh, that uh, is years later when I met other people that were really into it. And suddenly they would tell me, oh, yeah, Boba Fett. And I'm mm-hmm. like, the guy from, the guy who gets like, you know, they punch him in the back and he bursts in the flames like and, <laughs> right. and he flies up and hits the barge and he does the Wilhelm scream like that guy. And they're like, yeah, he's yeah. like the coolest character in Star Wars. And I'm like that. Why? What? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. So I've never understood it. Like my entire life, people have been well, like, because well, he has a missile that's a choking hazard right. on the back. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. I think that comes from people who are like, you know, like older when when Empire came out, like and and who weren't, you know. Um, in a situation like we were, where like all three films like were just there for us. Like I, I, th- I really think Boba Fett got built up af- after uh, Empire to yeah. be like this, this really mythical like you know badass character, and then like you know nothing happened with that. But you know, right. if Star Wars fans can do anything well, it's let things go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I think he just you know. Continues to be this. You know. I I also don't want to put my own thoughts on this, but uh, I honestly feel like the reason that, at least the way it starts, is is that uh, and God, I, I've talked about this on Invasion. My favorite all time fictional character is Luke Skywalker. Like I love mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker so much. So when my wife got um, this like gift for me for our our anniversary one year that was like somebody repackaged original star wars characters and she's like she's like i was gonna get han solo and it's creepy that like the two figures because it's this happy anniversary and there's a princess leia figure and then mm-hmm. a, a luke skywalker figure yeah and she's like <laughs> i i knew you would have protested if it had been han solo but i can say this as somebody who loves luke skywalker more than I probably should as a grown adult man. You you guys are also uh, big House Targaryen fans too, for reasons we won't get. But uh, Han Solo was like he Boba Fett is the one who catches Han Solo. That automatically takes his credibility from like, and we're on camera, so people at home you want to see this, but from here to here, it like raises him up mm-hmm. way high on the on the charts for I think fans. And then the fact that he summarily just dispatched and returned the Jedi, people are like, well, I didn't like that because X, Y, Z, because it is kind of lame that you build up Boba Fett, all of Empire, and then just get rid of him uh, because a blind Han Solo accidentally hits his pack. But I think the reason people loved that character initially was he was the one who caught Han Solo, who a lot of people will say is the coolest Star Wars character ever. Does, Does Boba Fett capture him uh, doesn't the empire capture him and then hand him to boba fett I pretty mean, much yeah okay but oh here comes uh, the fight yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do this here it comes i did i don't like your cannon we're gonna fight <laughs> um no i mean i i, I just uh, i mean i don't want to take it away from anybody i'm like right. you know oh, okay boba fett sure but i just never understood 
um, quite why he was as cool as he was. And then, but usually when I asked that question, they would be like, well, you clearly haven't read the books. Ooh, and I can also yeah. interject yeah. one more point here too. For yeah. people like myself, Paul mentioned the rocket firing uh, backpack. You know, um, Boba Fett wasn't originally part of the Star Wars line. He's the first one who comes out between Star Wars, Kenner, and Empire. So right. for a lot of people, he was a very special figure as well in the sense that like, he was the first thing that we, the taste that we got of there being more Star Wars other than yeah. this part of the special. So I think that that has something to do with it, particularly for older fans as well. Right. Okay. That's a good point. So he was, he was actually, he was the first character to be the, as part of expanded canon at that time. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And he was also yeah. a mail away. Yeah. So you had to work to get him oh, right, okay. at first. Yeah. All right, so well that, uh, you're saying that they didn't treat Art Carney the same way as Trader Estal and Diane yeah. as like well, uh, next the next guy coming. Yeah. I'm still waiting on my way of mail away figure for Art Carney. So <laughs> yeah, it's actually one of the jokes. That's actually one of the jokes Rift Tracks makes uh, uh, during their version. They keep the commercials in from one of the right. tapes, and uh, there's a commercial for like Star Wars toys, and they mm. make a joke. Where's the Where's the ones in the special we just watched? Where's right. Where's B. Where's Arthur? B. Arthur? Yep. Uh, where's B. Arthur's figure, or you know, Art Carney's action figure? Uh, but yeah, these characters they don't, they don't, uh, they don't last past this. But it's kind of funny yeah. that you know, but that's, but yeah, everybody like, where is my B. Arthur figure? I don't. Well, know. Uh, I can say that uh, Kenner did at one point mock up, uh, and Lucas clearly killed it. But Kenner had mocked up Mala, I think Itchy and Lumpy, all three of them yeah. to be figures, and then Lucas is like, yeah, we're not going that way, right? Yeah, he's, he's like, I actually want to sell action figures, not like uh, just have ones that are sitting around. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah, like every time you go and look for He-Man figures, you're like, why is there Buzzkill here? No, but there's no other He-Man. Right. Like, I want the He-Mans, not like all the other guys. Right? I don't want Clamp Champ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, okay. I just, I was curious about everybody's like uh, foundation for Star Wars. So um, that was my question. I, I will, you know. Were you, hope, were you hoping that one of us said that our foundation was watching this special as a, as a child? Yeah, like that'd be funny if like, if you find <laughs> this out that. This is the only Star Wars I like. It would be, no, it'd be like if somebody was like, yeah, I'm a Christian. It's like, well, like, what do you read the Bible? It's like, no, I got a bunch of these, uh, these little black and white little booklets, these chick tracks or whatever. <laughs> that's, right. that's where I got my lessons of the Bible from. It's like. Yeah. Oh no, like you, you've taken, <laughs> you know, like, like, oh yeah, I love Captain America. I saw the, right. the 70s movies. You right. know, like, right. where, like, where are you going to go with, like, um, like Steve recently did, um, some artwork for, um, for a, uh, like a thing a local comic shop where they were doing a spider-man thing and he did a japanese spider-man I'm like what well, that was your only exposure to spider-man right it was like yeah, yeah. he's a, he's an emissary for hell or a demon from hell and he uses a gun i love yeah. spider-man yeah yeah spider-man's pretty awesome <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm a huge batman fan i love batman and robin right you know? <laughs> right you know he's you know adam west but I love Deflator Mouse. He's my favorite Batman. Uh, that's, <laughs> no, uh, no, so I, I just want I, I, not to drag this out too long. I was just curious where everybody's grounding was with Star Wars right. because this is one of those ones that when I pitched this to Steve a couple years ago on Invasion, uh, I knew this was something he didn't know about, but it was almost one of those things that was like this kind of like, like um, it, it was a not so secret secret among Star Wars fans. It's almost like a trial by fire. Like if you're a Star Wars fan, right. you need to watch the holiday special. And it's like, I don't know now that there's such a dearth of material out there that 
um, you could necessarily hold people's feet to the fire to make them watch this, right? And right. I'm like, like Terry, you said that you kind of fast forward through this, so I don't, I don't know if you've earned your stripes. I'm kidding, uh, but you know, <laughs> there's been so much other content since you're like, I don't know if I can handle this. But did you, can, did you yeah. listen to the, at least like the whole B. Arthur song? I mean, you know, couldn't, yeah. dude. I could not do it. Because <laughs> wow. we can, I mean, we can I, say I, it to you right now. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, you, I like I like B. Arthur too. I'm actually a pretty big uh, Golden Girls fan. Right. So yeah. like just seeing this, I was like, oh, it's pretty interesting. I'm wondering what the hell they're gonna do with her in this. Right. And it was it was something. And I'll just like the whole canteen cantina scene, her being the 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 waitress or bartender. Yeah, bartender. bartender. Yeah. yeah, it's like I yeah, it's still B. Arthur and she's still got right. her like you know uh kind of quick uh responses and that that i love about her uh um, right but just like there's nothing that could save that well there's I, I i think you're i think you you kind of got onto something with that with um there there really isn't any sort of sense of pacing to the special at all every every segment is like 100 minutes long yeah um mm-hmm. and- oh, oh sorry brief fact in that cantina scene um one of the aliens is played by estelle getty i'm not gonna tell you which one but one <laughs> of them was estelle getty um, was it the giant so- rat it was the giant yeah. rat the giant yeah. rat was estelle getty <laughs> 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 that actually is what landed her the role on golden girls later was her <laughs> to be the rat in that sequence yeah. No, that, that yeah go ahead Sam. there's yeah. there's no sense of pacing to any of these like segments that's mm-hmm. just it's just it starts and then it goes, it goes, and it goes, it goes and it goes. Like Harvey Corman's biggest fan is Harvey Corman. I, I can't imagine who else it would be. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying I, he's not funny. It's just yeah. that, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, you talk about these these things being like. I posted a comment about the special, and then uh, one of the one of my friends was like, "Yeah, but the Jefferson Starship song is great." I'm like, "Yeah, four minutes out of seventy two hour special doesn't yeah. mean it." So uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Steve, go ahead, please. Because I, I I feel like we need to talk about the animated segment, so I'm just going to bring it up here. But also, okay. uh, the uh, the whole thing that the worst part about Harvey Corman. Let me just take a step back here. Is is that anti-Semitism? Well, I, <laughs> I don't know what that you means. Know, I guess that you know. Yeah, if that's true, I don't think that's then, true. yeah, I don't obviously. Think I was no referring to this, this <laughs> segment or this uh, project. But... You're thinking of the guy that invented the sea monkeys, not Harvey. Oh, Corman. <laughs> I thought Kanye West was talking a lot about Harvey Corman recently, and I'm just like big fan, big big right, fan. Right. Anyway, <laughs> right, Steve, did you please? I'm, I'm an idiot. I should, no, I don't know. Yes. the problem is, is that he appears not only once, not twice, but three times in bad segments. In the sense that, like, right, all three of the times that he shows up, it's like the worst part of the special in my it's just it's to stop the special dead you know? yeah. yeah no yeah he literally does kill any momentum every time he pops up yeah i mean yeah, even he's the, the cirque du soleil performers are great. colorful yeah. uh you know like yeah. you're a four-year-old you know yeah corbin robot. yeah he's in was he has three different segments mm-hmm. right Right, and then yeah, he he's awful and awful, and they yeah. get they get worse as it goes on. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, but you, still, well, you don't think? You, sorry, go ahead, please, guys. You don't think the you don't think the cantina scene is is worse than the first one though, the cooking show one? I think that's the worst one. Uh, I, think the, I think the cookie show one is the worst in my opinion yeah uh, did, did you watch I it all, know. Terry? I gotta ask. I, you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> 
I I actually started fast forwarding be, and then like it, I did it through YouTube. So right. if they do it in the 10 sync, the second did you do it? Oh, you didn't it's, watch the whole thing at two X speed. You know? no, <laughs> I, I, Somehow, I think that'd make it worse. I don't hear. <laughs> Um, but no, like I just like it would do it in 10 second increments. And right. it's like when I started doing that, I saw one more hand pop out and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then right. I and then <laughs> the next other. 10 seconds, there was the other hand. And I was like, so Goro has his own cooking show. This right. is great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And it's hard to tell what exactly the joke of that segment even is supposed to be. Is it they has multiple hands? Is that supposed to be the what's the punchline? What is funny about that scene? Well, I think I think the mirroring is that we have was a Mala trying to cook and right. to match everything, which she cooks like I cook, which is like a lot of hair, and you just yeah. question things, right. um, in a, and in a baby bathtub or whatever the hell she was using. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's like, how you cook all your meals. Yeah. Well, I think also my wife picked up on this, and I didn't hadn't thought of this. Uh, it's also it's supposed to be like a Julia Childs parody, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, and, for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, Harvey Corman already for the kids. For the kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's going to sell. Yeah. yeah they, they, they cut at least three different fatty Arbuckle jokes that they're going to do too. Cause yeah. like, like, maybe, you know what? Right. Maybe that's a little too old, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's really weird that everybody actually that's involved in this is also like older. Like you yeah. would think they would be like, well, who's their hip celebrities right now? It's like, is B. Arthur and Art Carney? Right. I doubt it. Um, oh my gosh, you, you like you know you're like six inches away from getting Rob Williams coming in here and just wrecking everything. You know right. that. Like hey, they it, tried to get him. They tried to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. He, he wasn't and, available or something. Right. He's like, I got to go do the serious theater called Mark and Mindy. Right. Yeah. He's like, he's like, no, you guys are on way too much cocaine. You know? <laughs> Paul, I'm just gonna say this. I know that you're joking about Mark and Mindy, but at that time in my life, if he'd have shown up, it would have blown my four year old mind because yeah, I right. love. Like, why, why not get Henry Winkler there? You know the font. Yeah. Love him, you know, right. like yeah, and he would have been 40 by that time, like yeah. wouldn't he? Like, yeah. oh yeah, but yeah, it's I think that you could have probably approached like you know a little bit. I mean, you got Jeff for Starship. That's you know, that that's for the kids, right? That's right. what we're all about. Right. I was gonna say, yeah, the that cartoon would make sense. was for the kids, like, yeah. So it's like you're also trying to get the, the like the parents involved just as right. you know a little bit too, because who's taking the kids to the theater to see the next movie? The adults. Yeah, so right. it's like hey, you may as well try to hook them a little bit too, and they went just in a weird, really weird direction. I mean, I'm 39 yeah. years old. <laughs> right, it, this didn't hook me, and I don't know how in the hell it would have hooked me. In, you know, in 1978 either. So. And yeah. you know, for for a lot of a lot of kids' parents, this is probably like the only like Star Wars they they've seen up to this point. So they probably <laughs> written the entire thing off. Oh, you know, <laughs> the, you know, there was families out there like the kids would buy the magazines and like get some of the right. toys and just like the Star Wars in their head is so amazing. And they're like, yep. oh, there's a Star World TV tonight. And then they watch that. And <laughs> yeah. then their parents are like, I understand that this is the late 70s and lead's probably a problem here. <laughs> but uh this is a bit much. I'm so sorry. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have to uh, we're going to have to go talk to some teachers and get you put into some like some different education platforms here. This is a bit much. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I know that they could have gotten another band other than Starship, but I think that I think it's an interesting choice. But I do wonder, like, did they go to Kiss? Because Kiss feels like the right. band that this should have been like that would have been peak 70s, I guess. A Star Wars special uh, with Kiss as the musical right. guest. 
You I would have loved to have seen the Commodores, dude. Let's see Bootsy <laughs> yes. up there on that would have that would have been some really spaced out shit that would have worked out pretty well. Yeah, yellow. Yeah, yeah, what the hell are they doing? Come on, right? You, you know, um, but you know, if they, if they got kissed, they'd be like, I don't know, that's knights and Sith service or whatever, and they couldn't have that happen, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. but um, but yeah, it's my god, like, could you imagine, like, even get like I don't know, like, like, like that up and coming man, Van Halen, to see what would happen, yeah, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> the Commodores. I love the Commodores. That would have been amazing. I, would have yeah, been amazing. Yeah. I thought it would be badass. <laughs> I know they the clothes they were wearing at that time too. They wouldn't have had to like picked out anything or made anything in wardrobe from. Like, no, this is this you is it. They already brought the shit. You could have just yeah. had sets and just let David Boy wander around to say things, and that could have been your Star Wars special. It'd have been yeah. fun. Yeah, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Is so I got there has to be so many other people that would have been way more appropriate as special guests. But they got these ones. They got like art card. Right. Like, How many times do you think James Gunn has watched this? Oh, you probably. Know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know he did his Holly special, yes. but it's like, but in terms of this, like, you know what? I could probably do this with music that is good. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't no, know totally, how much yeah. of the budget was left over for the guests, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. Because, you know, this was, this was an expensive ass TV show for the time. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like most of that went into, you know, buying, you know, Destruction. rugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> buying, buying rugs for, for the giant, the giant Wookiees. They're and, like, uh, we have all this, uh, there's all this fake snow. I'm like, well, where is it? We don't know. Right. We don't know where it went to. Um, that's where it went. <laughs> uh, we had this whole Hoth section planned because uh, right. the next movie, but there's no snow. Where'd it go? We have yeah. no idea. <laughs> <where it went. laughs> Why, yeah. like, I know we joke about like drug use and being bad, but can we just, can we just agree for just a second that it has brought us some of the most wackadoo shit that we could ever see? And talk <laughs> yeah. about joy. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. And some of the great and some of the greatest albums that will ever be written too. Yep, so. that's true. That's very true. Um, I think we were all waiting for B. Arthur's album after this one. Uh, <laughs> oh, and, you know, guess what's but... coming in the mail? <laughs> 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 but uh, well, right now she's busy door. being on holographic tour with tupac so <laughs> if, if they did a holographic oh. arthur come on you know yeah. people would be all about it you know they would yeah yeah oh that, i need that now i want <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I don't know if you want to get into specific segments or whatever yeah, people, absolutely yeah. yeah yes please yeah yeah sam where do you want to start oh my god i feel like like they're all equally bad. <laughs> well, what's your what's your uh, favorite or least favorite? Yeah, however, that uh, that I mean, outside work. of outside of the cartoon segment, which is everybody's favorite, I guess. Uh, if I had to choose one, it would probably be where the uh, the little little nightmare. Um, <laughs> what, what's the little one's name? Itchy, itchy, itchy. scratchy, yeah. yeah. Scratchy. Lumpy. Scratchy. Lumpy. Lumpy. Yes. Uh, Ren or Stimpy. No, his name is Doc. Yeah. Is <laughs> yeah, building is building the radio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then it, even that even that's tainted with Harvey Corman. So I don't know. What's oh it's terrible. Yeah. I don't I, I don't that was what I just segment, I couldn't I even watch. I didn't right. I fast forward right through that shit. Well, I mean we <laughs> talk about Harvey Corbin coming in and stopping stopping the thing cold. I mean, this mm. one his his whole thing is literally that he keeps stopping. He keeps know? stopping, yeah. Right. He's stuttering and stopping. And, I, yeah, I like that he's like, Oh, wait, videotape, you can do things with this now. It's like it's it was like this brand new technology brought yeah, to right. 
Yeah. He's like, oh, this is this is going to be the joke, right? It's like, oh no, right? But also, yeah. like, yeah, just seeing uh, Itchy like with this like um this like this dumped out Radio Shack like uh, a rector set of whatever's going on, right? Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you're going to miss like eight parts and you're going to step on them every time you go in that room. That, I'm surprised right. that the rebel guy didn't go up there and like fall back down because he stepped on a piece and just like fell down the steps. <laughs> that would have been a better bit. Yeah. Like, would have been, if they had just done, if they had done like, you know, stormtroopers doing three stooges, like home, home alone style, it actually would have right. probably been a lot better than Harvey, whatever the hell it is Harvey Corman's doing. Um, it's, and it, it defies description what he's doing you can't really actually put like a word to it it's stuttering stopping uh it's and you watch it and you're like where is the punchline what is the punchline max headroom you know yeah Yeah. that's that's fair max headroom but like not yeah (laughs) yeah well i mean max but max headroom had a punchline like we get it he's supposed to be digitized you know representation of social behavior uh this is just some asshole uh, that apparently is uh, uh, some guy. Wow. Who was, right. uh, it, it's like it's he was. He, they say like the the narrator who comes up out of nowhere to right tell it tell Lumpy that a video is upcoming to tell him how to do things. So he should watch. Right. Here's how to watch the video of how to do things. <laughs> um, and like it, it, she says, he's he's an amorphian. Um. And this yeah. is what amorphians do. I like I like how they, they threw the narrator in there because you know all of a sudden all of a sudden they decide that nobody's gonna know what the hell's going on. <laughs> they haven't known what's going on for the last 45 minutes, right? Yeah, I mean they're like, okay. I mean, that's my favorite thing about the entirety of it is you watch it and you say, I don't know where what the punchline is of any of this. Right. Um, and I it makes those set like somebody, I think it was Sean Baby pointed it out, and I didn't even didn't even occur to me. Sean Baby from crack.com pointed it out. Mm. Uh, the Wookiees are not subtitled. <laughs> and there is right. there is 20 minutes of Wookiees talking to each other in Wookiee. And we have yeah. no idea what's being said. At the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right off the bat. There's no dialogue yeah. in this in this thing for like 20 minutes. Like, welcome like, to the show, guys. Here you go. Here's some yeah. big yeah. fairy fairy animals. Like I, I like the idea. Animals. They're like, hey, we're all inspired by Quest for Fire. That's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the holiday, they, they at least have the narrator at the very beginning kind of say, like, here's you know, Chewbacca's family, and that's what we're doing. Right. And we open with, you know, Chewbacca, you know, Han being like, you know, groveling at Chewbacca that he's gonna get him home for life day, and that's all we're given. Right, and then you just lump jump in. We like we know who these three Wookies are in relation to Chewbacca, but we have mm-hmm. no idea what's going on, and so they're just running around yelling at each other, and like and Itchy, the father is terrifying. Like tries to like kill <laughs> Lumpy, to commit murder. Yeah, yeah right. he like he's like he's this really scary looking monster. Like he looks like you know one of those head screws from Labyrinth. Like he just, right. is, yeah, but he, he looks, but he loves his porn. He loves his, yeah. porn. and he loves his porn. He has, as Riff Tracks jokes, uh, he has an obscene jaw. Um, <laughs> it's a point because it juts out rather phallically while he's watching Diane Carroll. Right. Uh, Diane Carroll, who I think is undergoing a nervous breakdown as she's performing. Um, <laughs> if she knew what she was performing for, she definitely was having one, you know. Yeah, I mean, she looks everybody in this thing either looks lost or. 
they don't want to be there, which is my absolute favorite thing about it is Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, absolutely hating not, everything not about even, what he's doing. Not even caring that like he's he's acting in such a way where you can see him looking at the cue cards. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't even give a shit. <laughs> There's one point in this thing where I think he gives a little bit of a shit and it's interacting right. with Lumpy for some reason, like he for a right. minute. He actually plays a character, but then he literally that for the the little person that got sewn into that suit for the entire yeah, show. right. Yeah, you but know? yeah, he he gave a he gave a little bit of performance there, but then he actually literally in that same scene stands up and you see it die <laughs> in his face, <laughs> where he just kind of like he's like, all right, I acted for a second, now I'm back to not. And he's like, be careful, there's a lot of troopers out there. Or whatever. I wanted, I wanted I to be know. like, this is this this would be the worst experience I've ever had on set. It'll never happen again. And then he wanders into doing the voiceover for Blade Runner later, and he's like, oh god. God damn it. It's all yeah. happening again. Yeah. This is uh this is also, you know, not in any way me defending the special because it is total garbage, but I will say that uh one, it's interesting that uh they really they kind of stuck to sort of uh, there is a, an impression and I don't think it's overtly stated, but like uh subliminally through Star Wars like the empire is is almost not only just fascist but also specious in the sense like right. they mm. treat the wookies here like they're lesser than yeah uh, if right. you will yeah. um and uh, there's something that i know is like oh it's kind of on point for what the empire is i really at least like that they included that yeah and i also like the fact that like they dealt with the fascists in the way that you normally would by killing them yeah. i yeah. just <laughs> i know that's drastic guys um but like uh, Wait, you're saying that the, the 2022 hot take is, uh, you know, kill fascists. Oh, yeah. no, that's the hot take. I don't know, man. I don't know. I I, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I I thought that it was interesting, too, that they didn't like the way that they dispatched them. It's just sort of like uh, that guy's dead. And yeah. I'm just going to say he stole our shit and ran away. Very dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And hope nobody dead. looks over the railing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they haven't even disposed of the body. Although I would have to assume Han goes and does that when he leaves. But, but yeah, no, really, because Han, you know, Harrison Ford is like so invested in what's going on. So yeah. I'm sure he's, yeah. he's definitely going to take the time to kill. I mean, Harrison Ford is probably just thankful that he actually flew an object that landed properly. Right. Uh, that didn't like <laughs> oh, boo. oh oh booby for that. Okay, <laughs> why are you booing me? I'm right. Um. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's true that yeah, because they do actually have these long, protracted establishing shots of the Wookiee's house, and we can mm-hmm. clearly see it's in a tree, it's high up. So then all of a sudden, Harrison Ford shows up and just throws the guy over the railing, and you're like, as Steve's got it, oh yeah, that guy's dead, right? Really dead. <laughs> like he's splattered on the pavement. Like uh, you know, it's but no, it's Steve. I think Steve is right. I think there actually is one of the things that baffles me so much about this. I think there are things that could have worked. And one of them is the kind of, uh, as you put it, that, that subtle idea of the, the Wookiees have their connection to the rebel Alliance who would be considered insurgents uh, in, you know, in that period. And the idea of these fascists, you know, these Nazis are occupying their house and looking for evidence of their collaboration with the rebel alliance and there's actually a couple of moments of wan tension where they might find it but we don't know that's actually a thing unless we watch star wars but like it's really weird like that like it's like there's something here at stake but they don't tell you what it is they just kind of say something is at stake um but no i think there's some interesting ideas there 
you know, I think the idea of, you know, but ultimately it can't just be Chewbacca and Han Solo show up and throw the guy over a railing. We have to go in and right. take all of them out. Are you, are you saying right. that this is similar to like the diary of Anne Frank? Is that what you're trying to compare the quality of this to? <laughs> uh, I'm not comparing the quality of it. <laughs> um, I would say, but I think there's an idea there of that, uh, of uh, a family under occupation in a time of war. I mean, yeah. And that Chewbacca you know, has to save them. Uh, from it and even they have the idea of that you know the local trader who is uh playing both sides you know we're not playing both sides but he's the right. double agent he's you know he seems to be law-abiding but he's secretly rebel alliance right um you know and he's trying to keep the keep the family safe until chewbacca comes back that's actually all pretty interesting but it's not done in any way shape or form that would be interesting if that makes right. sense <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm gonna interrupt you here, and yeah. Paul will get this because uh, he's also really big on Andor. But oh, uh, you're gonna make the comment I was gonna make. Please say this is amazing. Uh, Thank yeah, you. Art Carney's character was the inspiration for Luthen in Andor. I, I think that's the joke that you were gonna go and make. Oh, but... yeah, I was gonna text you that. I'm just like, this is too close for comfort. I don't know. How I feel about that. <laughs> but yeah. you know. Uh, I, and I I won't spoil Andor for you, but just the basics of Stellan Skarsgård is, is he's also walking a, a very thin line mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. of being two personas. So uh, I don't know. I, I I was like, wow, that's kind of cool that this is here because uh, I was not expecting to take anything out of this most recent rewatch. I was like, honestly, yeah. when yeah. Paul said we were watching this, I was like, oh, we're going to watch it. I just assumed we've both seen it. It's not like we right. really do the homework, but no, no. I did sit down and rewatch it, and I was I was actually yeah. relieved. I'm like, holy shit! I actually got something out of this for once. So. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, no, yeah. I was. Uh, thank goodness that Stella Skarsgård did not channel Art Carney in Andor. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, and uh, here, can I say that, like, in the same year in which I watched this uh, for uh, Invasion of the Podcast, I ended up watching uh, Night of the Meek on the Twilight Zone, which is a season <laughs> two episode that's on video where Art Carney plays San like a, a mall Santa. And that's one of my favorite episodes of that season. Mm. So I'm so conflicted where I'm like, oh, there's two holiday specials with Art Carney and one right. is very effective. And the other is the Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. So I just didn't, I just like, like there's like two sides to the Art Carney coin that I didn't right. realize I was running, running headlong into that same year. So yeah. 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 No, he's uh, it, it, Arcardi is uh, is I think one of the better things about it to be honest. I mean, like I think he's he actually knows, yeah. like he knows what he's in. I'll he knows what he like, yeah, right. and yeah. he's playing it. He's playing it broadly, like he knows he's supposed to be. You yeah. know, he's doing his job for sure. Um, but uh, and he's the only one that brings any sanity to the right. uh, the a little story. bit of charm, like yeah. so much, like a little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we like him. Yeah, I mean, we're mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, he's a you know goofy or whatever. He's a funny character. But I think he's actually doing a pretty good job. But yeah, but he, what, what I mean pretty much is that he comes to the Wookiee, at least he can understand them. So we're getting <laughs> right. like a translation. Well, I like um, that Luke understands him as well, but then like Leia doesn't. And she's just like, oh, thanks for showing that photo of Chewbacca. Yeah. It's just like, I just mm. I just feel like it's one of those things where I'm like, well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. I know you guys all look the same. And oh, he's not there yet. <laughs> like, there's a yeah. whole thing. It's just yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's really funny to me. Yeah, but, she's. Uh, the princess is the only one that never bothered to learn how to speak his language, you know? Yeah. 
<laughs> that's that seems kind of like an entitled thing, right? Because right. she's a princess and doesn't need to learn a Wookiee ease. Right. Um, like, yeah, why is it that Han and Luke and everybody else can understand all of it and Art Carney, but not her? And you know? C3PO basically has to be prompted to do his fucking job. And like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he was just gonna let her hang out to dry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you don't you don't you don't speak Wookiee? Right. Oh well, good luck then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just watch her sweat. Right. Just, just so that the Chewbacca family knows what uh, Princess Leia clearly thinks about Wookiees. Yeah. Like, it's like, like she'll say things sometimes, and they're like, that's not like, and then he'll, he'll translate and be like, oh, that's, you know what? We'll just, we won't say it. Like, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, she also walks by him at the end of The Force Awakens after Han Solo dies to hug away a person yeah. she's never met. Yeah. Oh, don't get me started on the way they've treated Chewbacca over the years. I uh, I am so angry about what they've done with Chewbacca over the years. Hey, he that, got his medal. You know, he got that yeah. medal. Well, that's what I mean is I'm like, yeah, J.J. Abrams liked to claim that. He was like, oh, I, I righted a wrong, uh, you know, a 40-year wrong and be giving Chewbacca his medal, which that moment didn't land in the movie no. either, by the way. Yeah. Um, or make a bit, a bit of sense, really. Yeah, yeah. The only, the only Chewbacca moment that I like in the probably that initial trilogy is... Uh, in that sequel trilogy is uh, when he's told Leia dies. He's actually right. given a moment to like, you know, yeah. be like, I'm the last one left, uh, not counting the droids, you know, mm-hmm. that um, I really Orlando. liked. Well, yeah, Lando's, yeah, Lando was around, but yeah. Right. Um, but he was, Lando wasn't there at the beginning, not necessarily, right. you know, um, the the main party being Luke right. Han, Leia, Chewbacca, C-3PO and R2-D2 uh, get the ball rolling. Um, so but yeah, quick question yeah. to you: Which is worse, the holiday special or the Rise of Skywalker? Which is worse to you? Uh, Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I hate that movie. Um, no, it's really it's a Steve, which is, Steve. Which is worse to you, the holiday special <laughs> or the Rise of Skywalker? Ooh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, it's not an easy I, question, I, is it? Yeah, no. not an easy yeah. question, but also, you know, I've gone on record that Attack of the Clones is my all-time least favorite. So right. it's like, do I place this above Attack of the Clones? I I don't know if I can even say that. So yeah, that's right. real tough. You know, um, I think Rise of Skywalker is probably my second least favorite. Of, no, uh, if we're counting Solo in there. Mm. Yeah, oh, you didn't. Uh, you didn't like Solo. I actually kind of like oh, Solo. But, so yeah. I like Solo as well. I my only. I, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Terry. No, no, no. Please continue because I, I wanted. To, I, I want to hear the same things that I hear from everybody else and how how Hans or it's, it's the Solo film sucked. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kill no, me. I, I didn't think Kill it me. sucked. It, <laughs> my problem with it was was that it was the movie that answered questions that we did need answers to. That's true. That's the whole point of that freaking movie. And right. and I don't know why I'm censoring myself. That's the whole point of that fucking movie. But like yeah. if you watch Andor, like if, <laughs> if if Han Solo would have been given the Andor treatment, I'd have been all in. Mm-hmm. Um I just I just wanted Solo to be better. And that's why I think I'm just sort of like I'm also not a big fan of uh You're not Bob mad, Hardy's you're just director. disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, I will at least say that, you know, uh, both Force Awakens and A Last Jedi are above um, Solo, in my opinion. So yeah. no, I put those above Solo, too. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Out of the out of the brand new movies other than Rise of Skywalker, I probably would end up saying Solo is my 
you know, second least favorite right. outside of the prequels, you know, um, but none of which I like. The prequel trilogy is, is awful, which it's is why I don't. Yeah. When when geeks claim, you know, they're like, you know, oh, Disney ruined Star Wars. I'm like, what was there left to ruin? Uh, Lucas had done right. a pretty good job doing that himself. Good thing, when, uh, you say, when you say geeks, like I always feel like the, the like people's fandoms is kind of like an Escher staircase of like, yeah, at least I'm not that guy. And it's right. kind of <laughs> goes around, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I get you. No, yeah, I, like, yeah. yeah. And eventually someone's going to go around and be like, at least I'm not that guy. I'm like, hey, like, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's it's also like, you know, I've, I've talked about this on our show as well, Invasion of the Podcast. You guys can listen now on Apple Music, uh, Google Play, other places. Yeah, we, we have um, tons of listeners. Go nice. Tons of listeners. Uh, I like to say we have a small, dedicated fan base. <laughs> That's like how that. we put ours, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you, you guys get way more listeners. Um, but uh, I'll just say that... Uh, oh, shit, I forgot my point. Um, I interrupted this for nothing now. Um, <laughs> no, we're talking about fandoms and... and, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. Um, can we stop trying to compare Star Wars and Star Trek? Like, I yeah. don't... Like people are like, are you Please. a Star Trek guy or Star? Like, can't I a love both or equally hate both? Like one way or the yeah. other. Like, right? Yeah. You're, you're both. You're wrong on both. You can't. You, you can't do either one of those. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to have a. You have to have a, a team. Yeah. 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 And, and, just and, like... and it's Battlestar. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it happens with a lot of fandoms. I think where you have to. They, there's a lot of. Um, I've always kind of called it sort of like a nerd tribalism where you you find your you find your group and then you stick with that group and you fight with that group you know uh that i feel like to a degree yes some for some reason a line has been drawn in the sand between star wars and star trek i mean like why i prefer you have to prefer one or the other where for me i'm like i don't i watch the movies for both and that was about it um you know i never watched much star trek outside of the films that i was like you know this is fine but I was never because that was the thing is they would say like well Star Wars or Star Trek I would be like I neither really I like <laughs> right. I kind of I kind of enjoy them both but I'm not like really in the fandom of them so and and now both like, fandoms have this weird thing where like you know there there's a cutoff point for when you're allowed to like it and, and when you're not you know so mm. they, you they the both have the problem like, with, I like, love I love Stargate I love the Stargate series like that just confuses people did you just do that <laughs> where yeah. you know yeah, like MacGyver leading that crew is amazing. Right. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm a big tech war guy myself. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, space so 1999. Not everybody loves. <laughs> not everybody loves William Shatner's tech war. What are you yeah. Yeah. me? So I got to say here real quick though that I did I I I did get you guys some Life Day gifts. So uh-huh. I let you know to celebrate Life Day. You got me so, Wookie porn. Um, well, yeah. I mean, if that's what you want. I can change it. I mean, it's, it's incoming, right? So, so well, for- it's it's human porn, but it's intended for. <laughs> it's just really hairy men. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, it's really hairy men. It's all bare. <laughs> it's just a bunch of seventies porn, is what it is. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Sideburns on a dick. It's it's just the Burt Reynolds <laughs> issue. <laughs> Yeah, it's just you know, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just Burt Reynolds and a, a, a um a bear skin rug. rug. Yeah, that's it. You know, um, except you get to see the full smoking in the bandit there. Uh, right. So, no, so same way. I got you a Darth Vapor and uh, some dank side weed. So I just want you to know about them. Um, all right, uh, Terry, I just 
I got you a triple X wing. I don't know what that means, but you know, just, just you know, enjoy. Just uh, do I need to? Do I put need to put carriage bolts in my uh, ceiling or anything for maybe, it? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. I just stay on target. That's what I got to say. About that. <laughs> um, so then, so then, uh, Steve, I got you a Star Trek Spock helmet because you have everything in Star Wars already. <laughs> I totally get one of those. If I could. <laughs> And then Nathaniel, this one, this, this it's a twofer because it's like you'll enjoy this, but this like I got you the very last Bespin Luke that Steve doesn't own. Hey. <laughs> he called so the, dibs on it. Remember, yeah. he uh, he called yeah. up the store and asked if he had any more, and he said, "Yeah, and it's on hold for Steve." Turns <laughs> <laughs> out you can just say you're waiting Steve in the back whatever, behind yeah. the yeah. register, blah blah blah. So just, I want Steve to know that he'll never have all the best. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> obviously, obviously, you're a failure at being a Star Wars fan. Steve. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. We expect so, your uh, your cloak back in the mail. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that is. So that's even fired to me. Be like, I got you a thing that you're like, sure, and then you just yeah. like. Kind of just toss over your shoulder, yeah. and I just see like Steve, like just a single tear comes out his cheek, like it's that littering commercial for the stuff. Yeah, with the Italian with guy, the Native, American. Native American. Yeah. 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 Let's see if Steve was able to do that in his, uh, his office right now. If he threw it back, it would land on the shelf, on the shelf. perfectly. Right. Yes. By all the other best been loose. Good. Yeah. 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 I I have a thing. What they're trying to get to Nathaniel is is that <laughs> I have a compulsion to buy Bestman Luke action figures. So okay, what is Bestman Luke? Uh, so uh, when Kenner first released the Star Wars toys in like 1980. Uh, to differentiate them, obviously, they'd have the Empire logo, but like you would have Hoth suit Han or you would have, um, you know, Leia Gana. I think it's okay. Bespin or whatever. So the first Luke that's released is Bespin Fatigue's Luke. And that is like my all time favorite toy of oh. ever owning a toy. So I also have a compulsion like it's a real fight now uh, where like if I see a Bespin Luke, even though I know I have it to not buy it. So okay. I have a, an entire shelf and a copy filled. of Petra and Arai, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, this is my last thing. When I did get to meet Mr. Mark Hamill, um, I had a photo taken of me with him holding my bestman Luke. So, oh. which sounds way worse now that I realize how it came out. But... Did you bring all your best in Luke's with you overseas? Did you like load <laughs> yeah. them all up? And, like, you're like, I'm gonna get a photo. He had it like a bandolier holding... across. His... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a photo with you holding each one individually. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I I have a a, a problem when it comes to that toy. Well, didn't you tell me at one point that like what was it like your mom was like, but I, you already have this one. You're like, yeah, like you kept like. Like you kept a bit under your bed and kept like trying to pretend like you didn't have them. If I remember you told me this. Yeah, this goes back to like when I was like a kid, like I, for whatever reason, would lie to my mom and tell her that I either lost him or somebody stole him or something <laughs> happened to him. And then one day I come home. From the empire got him. That's what happened. And my mom pulls out the shoe box that was under my bed. That's just full <laughs> of Bespin Luke's. <laughs> She was so hoping, what's going on? She was a, hoping it wasn't the worst thing possible, but it was even worse, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somehow worse. Like you open it up, you're like, it's a life day miracle. Or you're like, all the loops come back. 
Sid didn't blow them all up. I'm sure my dad was probably disappointed too. He's like, oh, did he get into the Playboys? No, it's a box of Was he more disappointed in like the lack of Playboy getting into or the multiple best but Luke's where it's like, that boy ain't right. (laughs) Oh, I'm pretty sure that I was Bobby Hill. Uh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. to my dad, like uh, <laughs> I am absolutely certain of it. So not only uh, you compulsively buy these, but you lie about it. Yeah, that's, right. that's pathological addictive behavior. So yeah. I'm just, telling you, what I'm saying to you, Nathaniel, is that if you get a Bespin Luke mailed to you, just know, just know that means that you have one that Steve doesn't have. Yeah, <laughs> you literally or, have one over on him. Well, at this, I think at this point, I feel like if a box of that comes, I think it's going to be a warning that Steve's coming for me, actually. You know, like, right, yeah. like yeah, well, best been Luke with like, it's like getting the black spot. It, it, it's, yeah. like, it's like the Babadook. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, the target is arranged back, dude. Like he's arranged it in diorama, you know, like where he's been like crucified or something. And be like, oh, okay. He's coming for me. <laughs> yeah, he's very Highlander about this, so he there must there can only be one, <laughs> one, one more to, to the Bespin Luke pile. Uh, that is literally my favorite thing I've heard all week. Uh, that is amazing. <laughs> um, Steve's Steve's Bespin Luke compulsion. Pathological <laughs> nut job. We just we need to know your yep. middle name, Steve, so we can you know, just been... in case we get interviewed for some reason. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies. I'm taken, by the way. So, uh... yeah. <laughs> well, I just love the, the idea. Literally, oh. your, your parents are like, well, hopefully it's porn. And no, it's a it's a best been no, Luke addiction. To happen to hold to multiple best been Lukes or not. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> would have been better if it was cigarettes or something. Yeah. <laughs> they would have been like, you know, yeah, but instead it's how do you deal with that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, What's worse, like that, or it's like you're just like, you know what? I'm gonna go around my neighborhood and collect roadkill. You're like, well, at least it's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's too absurd to be to make any sense. Like, but yeah. No. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It was like a, it was like a friend of mine. Like, he he uh, came to visit me in Cleveland. This was like ten plus years ago. Where he's like, we gotta go to the Hard Rock Cafe. I'm like, why? He's like, well, I gotta get a shirt because every time I go to a Hard Rock Cafe, I get a shirt. I'm like, okay. And I was like, okay. So like, how many do you have? He's like, well, because he's from Pittsburgh. He's like, I have Pittsburgh and Myrtle Beach and now Cleveland. I'm like, that's not really that's not collection really a thing yet. That's not. Yeah. A- Collection yet? That's like you still have time to turn the the bus around. Yeah, one of those things like every every time there's a hard rock cafe, it's like okay, but like I'd say that like I don't know, double digits might be where you start talking about that. Yeah, three isn't a thing. Three, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Oh yeah, I collect comic books. I've got three comics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, It'd be like when Steve's like, "Listen, I have three bestman loops." (laughs) Like, no, 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 no. That's not that's not enough yet. So yeah. He had three, and then he pretended he had none. Um, <laughs> he still only has three. That's only true. Mom. That's true. Come on, I, come should, on, I man. should start some sort of like crazy thing, like the guy who was collecting copies of Speed. Yeah, like I should just. Right. Be- oh, oh, or what was it? Um, oh, uh, Samuel, uh, what is it? Uh, we, the, the Jerry Maguire pyramid. Yes, yeah, the Jerry Maguire pyramid for uh, was it? Um, everything is terrible. Everything is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The, all the all the Jerry's need to show up. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah
Uh, but Steve, you got one for one for playing with, one for looking at, and one for keeping. You know, like that's I mean, that's smart thinking. And one like, to put in a corner to watch him play with the other. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Because he's laborious, you know. Yeah. Yes. Oh. All right. Well, I do. I do really. I apologize. I'm so sorry about that. I, that's what I do oh, here. Great. Yeah. No, it's it's great. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a life um, day miracle. It's a life, life day, day miracle. miracle. Yeah. Yeah. This, this yeah. is how you should celebrate life day. I mean, yep. with you know people on on uh you know medicinal uh things and yeah. No, uh, and like, here, enjoy your triple X wing. I don't, I don't know what that means, but it is sex yeah. AF. Oh, yeah. say. You know what time so. it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. But. I don't know what that means. But I'm going to get Steve a Spock helmet because there's not enough Star Star Trek in his life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would probably wear the Spock helmet if you could get me one. I would probably wear it. Oh, uh, honestly, like Steve, when I set up the triple X wing, I want you to come over <laughs> with your helmet, please, because I'm going to need some assistance. Yeah, I don't know if that means that it's sexy where you just watch the Vin Diesel triple X movie, or if you watch the one with Ice Cube, the other one. Right. And yeah. I drink bottles with only three X's on it, too. It's just going to be a great night. <laughs> if it's a Molson triple X, you'll be done in a hurry. I'll tell you uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a good day. All Star right. Wars holiday special. Yeah. <laughs> we barely could do it better. It yeah. Yeah. We barely talked about it at all. Uh, we talked about it. That's plenty. fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, yeah. If, if we're ending here, let me just make a, 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 a few comments. Uh, sure. Just the one, you know, the animated segment is the best segment. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's the most popular for a reason. And I, I want to talk li- just a little bit about the animation look. And it's one of those things that um, I feel like is important to it, uh, but also is sort of unique in that, like, nothing else looks like this. You know, Nelvana's right. take on an animated Star Wars, like, it looks like, and I've read that it was supposed to be inspired by Mobius, but like I was getting a very he- like heavy metal slash even like Mad Magazine vibe from the designs. I love how goofy Han Solo looks animated for yeah. him. Um, right. I-, I loved all the designs and I kind of wish we got, particularly with the amount of animation they're doing now at Lucasfilm, like take some chances, give me some stuff that looks like this or that mm-hmm. looks unlike like, oh, we had to get a actor's signature to you know permission to use his likeness right. you know and get a bunch of okays like i kind of miss this version of star wars that was uh particularly in the marvel comics looked like nothing else yeah right no i remember that yeah i do actually remember the comics a little bit that, that was this the same animation style they used for the c3po and r2d2 cartoon it's the same right. company yeah, yeah. it oh. is Steve might be right. I don't know. I don't think it, uh, I think it was a little yeah. more consistent, but I would think that with that show, Star Wars Visions, I know that's more uh, anime inspired. That'd yeah. be fun, right? To do something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad, it's, it's, it's a pretty good animated segment for the most part. I mean, it's a little bit weird. Um, right. The animation style works, but like the, the narrator occasionally pops in to kind of explain some stuff, but then he goes away uh and we can't tell exactly who that is or what we're looking at um but no it's a good animation sequence i mean i think it's it looks interesting um yeah i mean i think rift tracks even kind of talks about what they the it's like the one kind of one good thing they kind of say about it is they 
have a joke debate about whether or not the animation is good or not. Right. Uh, and so there's actually sort of a side of it that says like, oh, actually, this is stylized and interesting. Um, and then they, of course, say like, no, it's not as terrible because this whole right. thing is terrible. Um, including making sure that the like, jokes that the monster is B. Arthur and stuff like that. That's her cameo. <laughs> they kept asking where her she was, she, she was showing up, right? They're like, oh, is she yeah. here yet? Like, oh, no, it's coming. And yeah. then uh, uh, Harvey was it? Uh, um, I was going to say Harvey Keitel. I wish if Harvey <laughs> Keitel showed up in the special, it'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, uh, it's just 20 minutes of Bad Lieutenant. It's just 20 yeah, minutes yeah. and I'm punching people in that the stomach. Be, that yeah. would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that would be great, yeah, if it was yeah. Harvey Cartel. That seemed to be very different. Like, you know, you know pour stuff in his whole head, you know, head <laughs> hole or whatever, yeah. That would think it would have went differently. But, yes. but yeah, I love how it becomes like a kind of like uh, they make the joke in Rift Rex with the uh, Eugene O'Neill play where it's like you know suddenly he's like i wasn't looking for love anymore like it's it's so ridiculous and it's very weird he's like obsessed with b arthur uh it's weird i don't know that's a I weird say, i'll say this so whenever you you pitch this as having us come on and talk about it i was like again one how dare you and two <laughs> um like i knew that i couldn't watch this thing straight again like i just needed right. something and then so i you know, I subbed in for because the Rift Tracks they do like the like six dollars a month for like their friends of whatever, so you can yeah, right. watch it. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, it'd have been like twenty dollars. I'm like, I'm not. No, I don't. No, I don't want to uh -huh. do that. But I paid like you know, I did the, the monthly thing, mm -hmm. and even with that, this was still a tough go. I would put yeah. this on a, almost on the same level as like when they did Birdemic, where you're like, yeah, thanks guys for your efforts. I this is still a tough watch, right? Yeah, and I like I what was it? Was it Kevin or the other that kept talking about how he's like, I'm dead now, can I leave? And they're like, Yeah, you, you can yeah. never leave, yeah, you know, yeah. like so. I went, I did cheat a little bit by having them on there just because. And again, I apologize to Steve from a couple of years ago. I mean, to, to him now, not to Steve a couple of years ago, like I, to both Steves, you know, all the Steves, right? right. For picking this to talk about, and the I, best been Steve. The best <laughs> and to uh, Bespin Jeff that was also on the show there too for picking that because it's just like it's one of those things that's like well how how bad could it be and you're like oh no like what mm -hmm. like you know so I knew that if I was going to get through this again I needed a little bit more push because it was just yeah. by myself I think I think it had been like me reading like a Sutter Kane novel and I would have lost my mind <laughs> yeah swinging yeah, an axe. Right. and it would have been bad news so yeah I don't think I've ever watched it without them I don't think yeah. I could do it. Um, I, yeah. I feel like I would have, I like because Steve and I recently covered it was Uzumaki a couple mm -hmm. months ago. I feel like I would have twisted myself up in my washing machine if I had to watch this, right? Without yeah. commentary, I'd been like, it's way better in here versus the Star Wars holiday special, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it's it's crazy how how ill advised this whole thing really is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, what do we have anything else we want to cover specifically about it? We have we've kind of talked in a general uh, sense, but Samuel has been like not want to talk about this since we started recording, so I get it. I, I respect <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> and Terry fast forward. So Terry, when you watch this, would you say that your your viewing time was about 15 to 16 minutes? <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't fast forward it that much. <laughs> what it, what was it? What was your least fast forwarded part? The least and don't I, say and don't say the Dion Summers part. Oh, ooh, the, the lump <laughs> VR porn, yeah. Yep. No, I, I will say that the least fast forwarded is the complete like wraparound story with Chewbacca's right. family. Like because I wanted some kind of context of where this was gonna go next. 
I didn't get really provided that in certain scenarios. I'm like, oh, okay, so we're gonna go and like see what's going on in the cantina because this is the lower life forms here. This you need to be informed about like how bad these other people have it or other races yeah. have. It, yeah, which is funny. Uh, but like, it, but like, yeah, it's, it's like to try to get really a, a grip on what the storyline was. That those sequences of like, I can't fast forward through this because I need to know what the hell is going on. Right. If you're looking for some sort of actual narrative, yeah, that's the closest yeah. you're going to get. But like and... the, the, the breakaway specials that they were doing, I'm just like, dude, these, I can't watch like five minutes, 10 minutes. It felt like each sequence was so long and so yeah. drawn out. It was like, I can't even fast forward fast enough through this to get through it. Right. Like, <laughs> even in the riff track, even in the riff tracks, it's kind of telling that some of the funniest yeah. stuff is still the commercials. Yeah. Like when they riff the commercials on the riff tracks, uh, that the uh they're very, very funny. And you in some of the things that they're advertising and, and the jokes they make about it are very, very funny. Um, the show itself, they just sort of plow through it. Yeah. Like they're not really like, you know, really sure what to do with it. Um, because it really doesn't have a narrative. There's like nothing happening. There's nothing to really poke fun. It's like poking fun at an episode of SNL. Um, I mean, but yeah, like, but like <laughs> SNL, even at its worst, is not this. You know, yeah. I don't I mean maybe people can challenge me, like the Steven Seagal episode, which I've never seen. Maybe that's <laughs> the worst one. I don't know, but. Oof. Oh, that, man, I forgot about that episode. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? I didn't, I never heard of that. That's no, it. he's supposedly like, like they, he didn't commit to any of the bits and he just thought he was like, I'm the man. And it's like, this is whole yeah. thing. And it's like, I've never seen it. Um, I think I'm good. I, you know? Yeah. yeah. He yeah, also ripped up a photo of the Pope on stage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now I guess we yeah. gotta see that it. was uh, Steve Seagal <laughs> playing the role of Sinead O'Connor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that I that one I heard of the Sinead O'Connor thing. Yeah, I've heard of. Yeah. So what else uh, is there? Anything else we want to want to talk about from the Star Wars holiday special specifically? Uh, um, can, for anybody that's listening to this, um, watch it once and then go bury it in the backyard. I think right. is where we need to be. Like, like. Um, <clears throat> I think even if you watch it on YouTube, go bury YouTube in the backyard. Yeah, just go, 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 <laughs> your phone. go pull a Kirk camera and take a computer outside and be with a baseball bat, <laughs> like in the film fireproof. Because right. the internet can't hurt you again if you just physically take a computer outside <laughs> and bash it with a baseball bat. Right. Um, no, I just want to say it's, it's kind of like you know, like you like not that everybody you need to pay your dues and get your stripes, however, there is a there, you, there's a certain part of like okay, let me let me equate it this way. Um, when follow me for a second, I forgive forgive me everybody. When Neil Young released the album Harvest in like '74, mm-hmm. he was like, "That was me going down the middle of the road." He's like, "That wasn't interesting." He's like, "What's life like in the ditch?" So he would actually start like purposefully like finding like different ways to go and challenging people. So it's like, okay, well, there's the easy way to go and be like, "I like this a lot." Or I can go in these different directions. I'm not. I'm not comparing the Star Wars Holiday Special to like any of the challenging Neil Young works. But what I'm saying is, like, if you're saying you're a fan, and I'm not doubting your fandom because who am I to judge? Watch it once and then make up your mind. But it's like just know it exists, and it is with commercials, um, like about two hours long. Yeah, you can watch it, set it, and forget it. However, I think sometimes being part of a fan is appreciating 
the missteps. So then when you get to the good stuff, you really appreciate the good stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, cause for years, like Steve mentioned, like we only had the original trilogy and yeah. this, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> oh, that was it. Like, you Very know, true. and, and drive the cartoon for a second. And that was it. We didn't, Oh, sorry. There's two Ewok movies. Steve, right. did you want to <laughs> cover caravan of courage? And, um, what's the other one called? Um, battle for Endor. Battle, battle for yeah, indoor. Did you want to cover those, Steve? At some point, I don't know. I'm, I mean, we can. I, I guess in that <laughs> regard, you know, you, you're telling people they should at least have to sit through this once. You yeah. know, the other thing I would say is, is that like, if you're like, well, how bad could it be? I would <laughs> say watch the two Ewok movies and be like, oh, those aren't great. They're they're really not very good. Yeah. And then go, well, wait, are you telling me the the holiday special is worse than that? And then I'd say, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, watch the Ewok cartoon um, that ran a season as well mm. um, and then come back, uh, you know, so it's 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 a sliding scale. But like there are a lot of things that you can get to that are like not great and go, oh, that's got to be the worst Star Wars. No, it's right. hands down, even though I could talk nostalgically about it, it's hands down the worst Star Wars thing ever. How mm. dare you besmirch uh, Wilford Brimley? Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize I was besmirching him, but I think that movie besmirched him plenty. I mean, mm-hmm. like, you know, he that was paid. a, I don't he think got paid. Yeah. Yeah. That's no, what I'm saying is like, it's one of those things. I'm not saying that as being a fan and having like a certain appreciation that you don't need to subjugate yourself to every single part of a thing. However, mm-hmm. I think you need to at least appreciate the sour before you get to the sweet. Cause if all you right. do, and this, I'll point this out and we'll shout out to Terry. Um, we've been covering the twilight zone for quite a while and yeah. we're in the eighties iteration of the twilight zone. We're in like season one still. Cause the, it's taking forever because like each episode is like three segments and you know, we, we mm-hmm. want to get to each one. Um, there is a lot of sour to dig through, but at the same time, it's like, there is something to be appreciated where was like, I love the twilight zone. It's like, great. Well, what do you like about it? No name, like the same five episodes, but it's like, sure. you didn't, not that I'm saying like, you're not a true fan, but it's like, it's easy to set your tastes. Um, whenever you didn't dive deep into something and i think this is one of those ones where it's like you know what just ride it out just you know you know get get your favorite uh, festive adult beverage have a couple friends just get through it like terry said like i i showed this to people to punish them at a, a party at my house like my place yeah. at one point yeah. <laughs> it's like you know like it, this is this is the hellraiser puzzle box let's show you the delights you know like yeah. relish yeah. in the pain and then understand that this is this is the bottom. This is the floor, and there's nowhere to go but up. Like right. relatively speaking, but I think as a fan, you need to understand. Oh God, it could be worse. You know? Yeah, it could That's be all. Christian Mingle the movie, right, Paul? <sighs> um, that Christian Mingle <laughs> the movie is better than this. I'll say that. Um, and also, uh, the Nicolas Cage Left Behind is better than this. <laughs> Was Nicolas Cage in Left Behind? The, the first one, one of the versions, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Christian Mingle, Steve chose me to watch that once on Invasion. It was uh, Lacey Chabaret, who was the voice of uh, Meg. Yeah. On Family uh, Guy. Oh, no, me, me, Myla Kunis. Is, no, no, uh, Lacey Chabaret was first. Oh. Like, back, she was there for a couple episodes. And she ends up doing a movie called Christian Mingle, which is about Christian Mingle, the website. And there's like, she's having like these conversations with God, and she's this quirky girl trying to like, it's directed here. This is going to blow your mind. It's directed by Corbin Burnson. 
you know, the guy yeah, from LA Law and also yeah. Major League. Major League, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There, there check that out. No, don't do it. Are you guys regretting us uh, asking us to come on now? Because no, no, no. <laughs> not even a little. This is why our episode. So you're saying next so week we're going to talk about Christian Mingle, right? On the show, <laughs> we're going to have all five of us. Terry, you're going to watch Christian Mingle. No, I'm, what I'm saying is, like, yeah, it just, I don't know, dude. And we're gonna take away your fast forward either. button. But yeah. Terry's gonna be like, oh, Shabingle, that was like a 10-minute movie, right? Just fast forward. Yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, you he and I run the rough road of the Twilight Zone, good, bad, otherwise, right? right. It's yeah. like, and I don't think you can appreciate the highs as, as much unless you experience the lows. And I think this is kind of one of those situations where it's like, you know what, get your stripes, just do it once. Yeah. And then just put it away because there's a lot of other way better Star Wars content out there. That's what I'll say. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I think that's no, a good point to leave it at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. I was gonna say I didn't ever get to finish my my thought about Chewbacca and Rise of Skywalker, though. The thing that made me the maddest is they go find Lando and they say, We want to give you back the Millennium Falcon. And I'm like, that ship belongs to Chewbacca. All right. right? Like Chewbacca has had no agency in this series ever, mm-hmm. you know, uh, according to the writers. I mean, the Rebel Alliance, they're not. You know, it's they're not all good. You know, they they definitely mistreat their Chewbacca, but they're Chewbacca's. They mistreat their Chewbacca's. Yeah. The Chewbacca family. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. Think referring to them all as Chewbacca's is a little racist. Yeah, um, <laughs> well, I, I was being specific. I didn't mean to. I, I don't know. I was being yeah. racist. I, yeah. uh, I was like, I, I was a being. Hashtag, yeah. hashtag justice for Chewbacca's. That's yeah. all. <laughs> Yeah, Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, it's like calling uh, vampires Draculas. Yeah, right. yeah. Goddamn, um, I was thinking about that the entire time. No tan, found Dracula. That's where it no. comes from. <laughs> but yeah, but no, yeah. This is probably a good way, good place to wrap it up. Yeah. So, um, Sam, are you taking us out? I thought you usually take us out when I when I host, but okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. No, uh, yeah. Go ahead. We we've, we've gotten. We've gotten so far afield that we've forgotten where we are. That's I okay. don't remember where I am. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks, guys, for coming on. I know it's a, we always seem to pick the best movies to do when you guys come on. Um, so you're you're welcome. Oh, that. it's a very, it was a very special, uh, very special holiday special. That's when, a, it's our yep. first our, our first of two, and we wanted to have you guys on for that um, to pretty much just do this so it's it's a good holiday party yeah uh, we've had you guys little, are like family to us pal you know yeah so we've had a little bit of a you know our our little holiday party here tonight right. so and we didn't we didn't i didn't i didn't get any good gifts like paul did so you know sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but uh no. thanks to you guys at home for listening um hopefully um you enjoyed this episode it was a lot of fun to, it was a lot of fun to talk about very fun of fun oh, to do yeah yep yeah but, uh, hopefully you got something out of it um especially if you watch the this holiday special before going into this i, I feel like if you just watched it just to listen to this episode i hope i hope it worked yeah out yeah, 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 yeah yeah hopefully so, that didn't bother God. you too much yeah and I don't want to put anybody else through, through watching this this year. I think everybody's had enough of it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thank you for listening. Um, want to remind everybody to uh, be kind, rewind, but mostly be kind. Thank you. Oh,